my father was an opera singer. So, uh, and he sang at a lot in churches and stuff like that. My, both my grandfathers were ministers. So I was around music, but not the kind of music that really appealed to me. So, so uh, when I was th three years old, uh, my recollection is I walked on stage during the Barber of Seville, and people went, ah and started laughing and clapping. And I said, that's what I like. And I, I still like it when they laugh and clap. So I, I based my, my uh, occupation and my hobby and my love on uh, laughter and uh, clapping. Not the clap, I don't care about that. But, uh, laughing and uh, clapping. And it started at year th th three years old. My parents always had you know, piano, piano in the house, and, uh, but that didn't appeal to me either. Uh, it started to appeal to me uh, when early TV started. I would hear these, I'm not sure about what years they were, but I taught myself how to play guitar by, and I'll give you a few examples of the TV shows that were on, uh, like Peter Gunn, da 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 and, and have, uh, have Gunn Will Travel, da 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 So I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was, I could play the melody, I was, knew what melody was. And that's how I kind of taught myself how to play guitar, just by TV shows, you know, playing to their, because that was kind of the hippest music that was around, you know. Otherwise, I'd be listening to Pat Boone and, and or secular or sacred music or opera, which none of it appealed to me. So the stuff that I first liked was TV shows. And uh, I learned how to play guitar that way. And so I never had any training on that. I started out as a drummer, actually, uh, when I was eight years old. Uh, we moved from the Chicago suburbs to Rockford, Illinois. My dad bought a music store. And uh, so I started taking drum lessons right away. And uh, I played drums until I found out that uh, there's too much junk to carry. And it was easier to find somebody else that could count to four. Drummer, one, two, three, four, start over. One, two, three, four, that's all they do. A little more complicated than that, but uh, but then, because I was, uh, I started to play with other players, and uh, they would always play the wrong notes, and I didn't know what the right notes were, but I could figure it out. And they didn't have the ear for it, and I'd had the ear for it, and so I switched to guitar, and uh, now I can't play the drums, and I still don't know what I'm doing on guitar, but but here we are. When, by the time I was uh, about well, 14 or 15, the Beatles came around, and it's like, oh, you know, because I like the Ventures too. You know, because I started playing. The Ventures were, you know, all instrumental stuff too. And uh, the, the Beatles came around. The Rolling Stones came around. The Kings came around. Uh, the Who came around. Uh, and that was the, the Yardbirds. You know, that was Jeff Beck is still my favorite guitar player to this day. And uh, you know, so it was like that was the kind of the early stuff I liked. But uh, but I, I had a lot of blues records. I had a lot of. I had stuff by the Orlons, them, them terrible boots, and South Street. Uh, I didn't know who the bands were, you know, but I knew the sounds that, that I liked. And I liked Gene Pitney; he was a cool singer too. And, and before you knew it, you know, it's like I was—you'd uh, have these dances at the the YMCA and the YWCA on Friday or Saturday nights. So I'd always go there and see the bands that were there. Tommy Rowe and the Romans, I remember that. 
and out of that band, the uh, bass player ended up to be uh, with the Allman Brothers, I think, Barry Oakley. And just a lot of different things that I saw. The bands I liked, I liked. You know, I don't know why. I mean, I, I still have my my tickets, you know, ticket subs. When I saw the Rolling Stones in Chicago uh, at the Eric Theater in 1963 or four. I can't remember. I, I could find it. I was more of a Rolling Stones fan than I was a Beatles fan. Even though I, could, I, have, I have a ticket to uh, uh, the Beatles at Shea Stadium and I didn't go. I still got the ticket though. Want to buy it? <laughs> My first rock show that I went to, I went to Dick Clark's Caravan of Stars, and that had Gene Pitney was on it, and uh, you know, one of my other guitar players, uh, Wayne Eddy, and I got a got an autograph from him. He sent it to me. That was pretty cool. Now, I got a record deal in 1968, and that was Tom was in that too. Uh, we were called the Grim Reapers, and we uh, the, the record company changed our name to Fuse. And we had a record out on Epic Records, and uh, we were produced by Jackie Mills, who produced at that time Bobby Sherman, and he also produced Hold Your Hats, Telly Savalas, uh, the album which I'm sure most of you have, Telly Like It Is, and that was Jackie Mills. We did that first record, and I was the first guy in America to own a Mellotron. It was in 1968. I went to England, and I, I wanted a Mellotron. And I went to Orange Music uh, in London and bought a used Mellotron from Cliff Cooper, who still is the head of Orange to this day. And I can't even imagine it today, but then I had it shipped over by boat to the U.S. And I was on, on our first album, which I think it came out in 69, but I recorded in 68. Cheap Trick didn't come out until 1977. But in the meantime, I, uh, I was the guitar player for uh, Bo Diddley, Del Shannon, Freddie Cannon, the Shirelles, Chuck Berry, um, and then after that, you know, I like the background guy. We played with Freddie King, with the night that Otis Redding died in a plane crash, Lake Monona. I was in the band, the Grim Reapers. It was the night that he crashed, and so we didn't never got to play with him. And uh, and also, uh, I saw Jimi Hendrix uh, with a soft machine, two shows, three dollars and fifty cents at the factory in Mil in, in Madison which was ended up to be our our office for about 20 years 520 university avenue or no 315 west gorham how about that